Hey everybody, uh, this is Jonathan Mays, and uh, I want to thank everybody for clicking on my show and for listening. This is going to be episode 53, Coronavirus Crises Part 1. This is going to be the part one of a multi-episode uh, podcast that uh, we're going to be doing, looks like over the next couple of weeks, um, and possibly longer as this whole uh coronavirus uh, crisis, emergency situation unfolds all around the world. Um, I'm going to be talking with multiple people about this whole situation and how it affects everybody, how it affects the world. Um, In this episode, in part one, me and my good friend Frank Figueroa, we uh, recorded a conversation that we had Wednesday night when we were just talking about how coronavirus affects uh, WrestleMania and wrestling fans. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that's broken the last couple of days hadn't even broke then. Um, I think at the time that me and Frank were talking, it hadn't even hit Alabama yet. Um, and now it has. Uh, as many of you might know, it uh, hit Montgomery, Alabama just yesterday on Friday. So, uh as you're listening to the episode, keep in mind that uh, we recorded that Wednesday night. I haven't had a chance to put the show together until just this morning um, when I had some free time. But uh, this is part one, and I just want to remind everyone to uh, make sure you wash your hands every few minutes. Limit, you know, don't touch your face. Um, and, uh, don't go anywhere unless you absolutely have to. This is a very serious situation. I know a lot of y'all don't take it seriously, and we talk about that. Um, but it is a very serious situation. This corona mess is everywhere, and we need to prevent the spread of it. Use hand sanitizer. Um, just take care of yourselves. Protect your children. Protect, you know, your elderly people with compromised immune systems like mine. You need to protect everyone, and uh, we're going to get through this. It's just going to be, you know, one of those situations that we have to deal with as an adults. but I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We had a long-ass conversation. Um, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but listen to most of it because it was very good, and uh, I will see you guys uh, with part two, which you'll probably be recording sometime this weekend. Um, thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for your support. I know there's no sports going on right now, so this maybe will be just, you know, it'll help y'all deal with it as you listen to people, intelligent people discuss what's going on. It's not a time to panic. Now's the time, you know, to take care of each other and listen to my show. Hit the intro music. down freezing cold that's how we already know when it's here my dog will probably do it for louis bell that's just all he know he don't know nothing else i tried to show him 
Yeah. I tried to show him. Yeah. 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 Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger flame, he in sickle mode. Hello. Hello there, good sir. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm exhausted, but I'm good, man. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me well? Yes, I can, sir. Perfect. I'm I'm exhausted also. We're probably not going to go for very long, so. That's cool, man. It's all good. At least we finally got to it, you know. Once we get started, the rest will start flowing. Yeah, so uh, it's Frank Figueroa. Did I say it right? Correct, sir. Okay. It is Thursday, March 11th, 2020, and uh, my my very good friend, Frank Figueroa, is uh, joining me on uh, this special episode, this special live episode of Johnny Knows Best for us to talk about. There's a lot to talk about tonight. Um, I guess the main thing is this whole... Uh, coronavirus thing that's going on and uh (laughs) yeah might as well i guess um it's looking it's not looking good for wrestlemania um i guess it's possible i I know um this morning they announced the tampa announced that they they had uh you know plans for it to still go on but uh, that was before I this whole trial. They, they did. Uh, they're they're supposed to have some kind of press conference tomorrow. But uh, oh, they man. announced that uh, and uh, you know they had plans for it. Now, man, you know, with the whole travel ban. And, uh, you know, the NBA season being canceled, all this other stuff. Yeah, I was just reading about that. Uh, that's uh, being delayed. I just don't see it. Uh, definitely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't see I thought for a minute there that, you know, there was going to be a chance. Because, I mean, you know, knowing Vince and his crazy ass, and he'll come up with something. Um, you know, crowd or no crowd, but I don't think he could do that mm-hmm. with Mania. Um you know, like I mentioned previously, yeah. You know, I don't see. I might split it up and do maybe one or two empty arena matches, something to keep people, you know, entertained, uh, and kind of give us like a, you know, a little teaser or taste of, of Mania if they do postpone it. But other than that, and I don't see them filling an arena, yeah. Especially now that you know, even the NBA said, you know what, uh, we're gonna wait. Yeah, but even if you postpone it, it'll be a while, I think. You know, yeah. How do you know, like, when is a good time for you to, you know, to go to go through with it? That's what I'm saying. Like, how long is this going to last? That so that's going to be the in the beginning part. stages of this whole thing. That's going to be crazy because, and you know, you know, the pandemic, it's. First of all, it's global, so I mean it's gonna keep going. 
<laughs> we don't have anything concrete cure-wise just yet. I know that they have been experimenting on plenty, and that things are looking uh, decent in that direction. But as far as mania goes, I mean, we could be looking at a postponement of uh, anywhere from two to six months, and uh, it'd be weird to have, you know, mania, and we're back. Yes, uh, I should give you a warning that uh, last year, me and uh, two of my friends, we did a WrestleMania recap, and in on the it, about a we went about two hours, and uh, in the course of that two hours, it probably cut off about fifty times. Hey, so, man, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's really on my end. Like I said, my connection because I'm way out in the middle of nowhere. My connection is bad, but I'm connected to the Wi-Fi. But then the Wi-Fi go like it, it kind of skips too a little bit. So yeah, man, I, that's, that's okay, man. It's all good. We'll work with it. It's not. A but as long as we we talk in segments, uh, I can uh, string it together. Yeah, we're yeah, it, we're also from the dial-up age. We remember that shit, so I think we'll live. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that was horrible. Um, that it's our. I really dealt with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I remember those days big time. But uh, now I was, I was saying, anybody immunocompromised is, you know, that's that's where you really have the risk set. You, you know, anybody that's already got health issues, really have to look at. But I think, um, far as cures and whatnot goes, I was reading about, and here we are. Hello. Yeah, I turn my data all the way off. I'll just try to do it off the Wi-Fi. Let's see if that works. I don't know if it will, but let's see. Hey, let's see what happens, man. I mean, you don't sound garbled anymore, so that's good. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, what was I? I was talking about. Oh, yeah, there's there's like nine different companies looking into treatments and vaccines and cures, um, and I think two of them were viably you know, in the running. Uh, so, of course, they're going to make a killing off of that once, uh -huh, no pun intended, once that happens. But, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get it under control. It's just going to take time, like with anything else. And in that time, it's, uh, you know, people are going to panic, going to fester in their minds. The media is going to do what it does. And uh, mm -hmm. Really, essentially, all it's going to do is make a shitload of different companies a lot of money uh, and also lose yep. some of them because uh, people don't want to leave their house. Stock market. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed. But uh, had I, you know, foreseen and been smart enough uh, a month ago, two months ago, even when this first started, to, you know, invest in stocks for Purell or Dial or something would be, you know, on our own damn yeah. ones right now. But anyway, yeah. for the wrestling, uh, I was reading, and I know that they did this uh, tonight. I completely forgot. It was Wednesday just because work has been insane. But uh, mm -hmm. I'll have to watch AEW and NXT later, and I, I get them recorded anyway. Um, but I was reading. Yeah, I only saw uh, – the, the only thing I saw was uh, I saw Cody was wrestling – I think he was wrestling. Uh, who was he wrestling? 
I just saw the first match on AEW, but I can't remember who he was wrestling. Whoever Jake's client that ended up being, right? Which I think was supposed to be Lance Hoyt. No, no, no. He wasn't wrestling. It was Lance Hoyt. That's who Jake's client is. But uh, he was wrestling one of the Inner Circle members. And then because oh, Lance Hoyt and Guevara, Jake right? walked out. Was it Sammy? Uh, I think so. It was one of them he was wrestling. <laughs> You're like, and, uh, Puerto Rican, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think if I, if but, I remember uh, right, it was later. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. a segment later, revealing that the Jake's client is Lance Hoyt. That's uh, that's an interesting choice. I'm actually interested to see where that goes. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a big reveal. Like they just walked out together at the beginning of the show. So it's definitely that's his client. All right, cool, man. So good though, you know. Figure uh, they're gonna do later on is probably Matt Hardy. Now that you know he's let his contract. Yeah, Matt Hardy's probably the Dark Order reveal. I think that's what a lot um, of people were, you know, going with. But who knows? He might surprise us all and do something but uh, yeah. that, I think he would honestly be perfect. I know that they tried to swerve everybody by showing Raven in the crowd and won a show. And uh, they even had Austin Aries backstage, but he was there on different business for a biotech company that uh, does stem cells and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. But uh, no, I know that NXT was done from the Performance Center tonight. And I was reading... Um, earlier today that I'm probably going to be included in the announcement tomorrow as part of the slew of them that are going to be made, um, that they're thinking of moving Friday Night SmackDown away from, what was it, Detroit this week to the Performance Center as well, now that uh, mm -hmm. indoor arena events are you know being canceled and changed due to the coronavirus. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, they canceled SmackDown, so I guess they're just going to um, – I don't even know if they're going to have any actual uh, matches this Friday night at the Performance Center. Um, I guess they could. They could just be, like, doing promos and showing footage, though. Yeah, they might do that. They might just do recaps like they've done in the past for certain things. Um, yeah, remember you know. when they had that, uh, that Blizzard a few years ago and they couldn't have Raw? Yeah. That's what and it was, uh, yeah, they had like a few interviews, and then it was mainly just uh, them showing like clips. Yeah, yeah. and it felt like you know one of those. Uh, it really was kind of like a rerun, just cool ants. So you know, um, <laughs> what was the show they used to do? Uh, it, was, it was one after Raw. I don't know if they still do it. They would recap the damn show. It reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if they still. Yeah, I don't know if they still do that either, but I remember that because uh, I would catch it super late um, when I would work through Raw, you know, back when I was working nights and closing when I didn't know better. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, my health the way it is, my body, I have to listen to it and have a schedule. Otherwise, forget it, man. And if it goes, you know, well, I mean, you know how it is. If your body gets off schedule. Uh, yeah. If anyone out. understands, it's me. I understand exactly what you mean. You got to listen to your body. 
Like I I'm had bad. to listen to my body. But I was supposed to work tonight. I had to listen to my body. Yeah, man, you got to. Uh, you know, but we're we're up there in age now, so it's not as easy to. That's uh, true too. You know, sit there and then just sleep through it. Uh, you know, I used to be able to to sleep a good, you know, half hour nap and be good to go again. Now, you know, it can be anywhere from two hours to a day, depending on the severity of, you know, the, the problems that I had. Or the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode. You know, if I if the pacemaker went off and hit me like super hard, then, you know, that, that definitely takes and uh, and affects me as well. Um, sometimes it hits me and I'm fine. I'll be at work and just keep working just fine. I just let the people mm-hmm. around me know, you know, this thing's going off. I'm feeling a little symptomatic. If I happen to hit the floor, don't call 911. I'll be fine unless I'm bleeding. Then by all means, make that phone <laughs> call. <you know? laughs> yes. Uh, yes, sir. That sounds very familiar. I have the same... Confirmed. You got the same deal with them, everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell everybody knows not to call 911. Um, usually I wake up within uh, a few minutes, you know. If I'm bleeding, it's different. But if there's no blood, yeah. they know not to call 911. Exactly. I'm like, I got the pacemaker. That's my backup battery. So, you know, I mean, unless I'm really not breathing anymore or bleeding, then don't worry about it. Lift my legs up if you can. If not, that's fine. Make sure I'm on my back and I'm good. Yeah, when I have a seizure, I usually pass out. It takes me, you know, it takes my, my mind a few minutes to reboot or whatever, but I usually, oh, like, yeah. come too. Yeah, I know so. the feeling. When I, uh, when I have mine, every now and then, uh, when they're the bad ones, you know, it looks like a seizure, but it's not. It's almost the same activity in the EEG, but it's different because my neurological right. system is affected uh, in a different way, but it's that lack of oxygen in the brain that causes all that activity, you know? And uh, yeah. if anybody knows what the hell that shitty feeling is when you're coming to again is, it's you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes us more time now for sure. But, uh, you know, we deal with it. I mean, we kind of have to. So it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, we kind of have to deal with it. Um, and with our immune systems, we have to we have to pay special close attention to this oh whole coronavirus God. thing. It's uh, you know, yeah, I think more people and and you know like the family and you know everybody else is just more you know freaking out about it than I am, which is funny because right. you know you think I'd be more concerned, but it, it, at this point I'm like, hey. I've had, you know, MRSA, uh, I've had my appendix explode, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been in car yeah. accidents and still be here from, so when it's my time, it's my time, but, you know, I'm yeah. pretty confident that my, my body will get me through whatever the hell hits me right now with, of course, the help of science, because, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get by on just water. Right, right. You know, and I I take both approaches. I take the, of course, the doctor's approaches. So I got all the meds on the planet, but I also take the natural, you know, the natural approach. So then, you know, I take elderberry to boost up the immune system. I drink my vitamin C. I do my exercises. You know, so I uh, I cover my bases, and I've always washed my hands like a crazy person. So that helps. Yeah. 
Same, I do also. Especially when you're in the service industry, you know, with food and anything of that nature, you're always washing your hands to begin with. You should be anyway. Um, and you should be doing that mm-hmm. shit as normal. I don't know why people are doing it now like it's something new. You should always have been doing that, you know. Yeah. Uh, what really gets me and, and it makes me laugh is all the damn toilet paper they've been buying. I, I couldn't even buy a damn roll today. Not even a small one. Yeah, the works. toilet paper thing makes no sense at all. I don't understand that. <laughs> I was like, um, is there something I didn't read that you guys did? <laughs> and then now, because of that, there's a shortage in toilet paper now. I know. We've had to actually order online, which is so ridiculous for that. Uh, you know? You know. And that's that's from buying at Sam's where they have, you know, plenty of it usually. Yeah. But, uh, it's just it's one even online, like you can select it all. We did this tonight actually. So for a lot of the things I couldn't find in Walmart today for us. Uh we ended up having to order everything off Amazon essentially because <laughs> You get to the cart, you go to checkout, and once you get to the checkout portion, uh, after you filled out your information and everything, that's when they go, oops, out of stock. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, we fix that. But, uh, you know, and it'll, uh, they'll restock everything. I'm not worried about it. We got plenty of stuff there, so we'll be fine. But yeah. it is weird. It's a very odd thing. <laughs> it thing is a very strange thing. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man. Even uh, you know, even the the hand sanitizer. I mean, well, you know, if they're washing mm-hmm. their hands, great. But hand sanitizer kind of caught me off guard because usually that stuff's you know is one of the last things to go. <laughs> right, right. But I guess people are you know thinking it's more convenient, which it is. I mean, I've always kept, you know, one in the car. Mm-hmm. Always have one at the house, and I try to have one at work, you know, in uh, in the cabinet just in case. Just, you know, you never know what you're going to run into with people. <laughs> yeah, it does come in handy. Yeah, it does. Uh, like a first aid kit, you know, I've got everything there. <laughs> I'm, prepared, <laughs> I'm prepared like I'm out in the field, you know. It's ridiculous. But Right. Better to be sorry. Just the the toilet paper thing, I find hilarious. Though it's just like, okay, well, I mean, last I read, it didn't come with you know these ridiculous bouts of superb diarrhea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's basically from what I've read. It's just like basically like having the flu. Yeah. Only you know. The symptoms, they don't improve, and then, you know, you get sick, and if if you have, like, a, a weak immune system, or if you're an older person, they've been passing away from it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's more uh, or less not thing. much different than the flu. Yeah. And I've been reading, you know, it's, it's <laughs> see, you get it, because... You've got, you know, you're immunocompromised, just like I am, and like mm-hmm. so many millions upon millions of other Americans and, and just people nationwide, worldwide, you know. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been interesting to see how the media and people on Facebook or you know your Twitterverse or Instagram even 
uh, your Snapchats, your TikTok, whatever the hell it is out there. And I'm not up to date on all these things. I should be, but I should, you know, I'm not. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see people's responses. They're basically like, hey, uh, screw these people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. just, you know, they're the ones that are going to get it worse. That's, you know, that's better for us. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's not the best way of thinking, but I see you. <laughs> yeah, they're either, I was telling my friend earlier, um, they're either people not taking it very seriously at all, or they're people that are overreacting and they're panicking. And I think oh, yeah. both of those things are dangerous. Yeah, I um, mean, I think- You know, got to kind of find a middle ground and just yeah, be cautious for sure. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. should pay attention and be cautious, of course. Just be sensible. You know, don't uh, don't don't freaking panic. Don't make it out to be some ridiculous, you know, D-rated movie uh, <laughs> apocalypse mm-hmm. situation. Uh, because it's not. It's just a, it's just a different virus. It happens to be on an election year. Go figure. Uh, yeah, you know, so plenty of people are going to capitalize on that shit. Uh, everybody from the CDC to up top. I mean, we know that, um, but as far as how people are taking it, yes, on um, both ends of the spectrum. And like I was saying, it's just been interesting to see people basically say, you know, well, the hell with you already sick people, you know, like, you know, it's not me. So screw you. Like, that's rude. Is that what we've become? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not right, man. I was raised way different than that shit. <laughs> you know, I'll make yeah, my I, I, I really think there's a lack of concern for the elderly and the sick people. For them. You yeah, know, people, disabled people like ourselves in general, I think. Should we? A lot of these people I see basically don't. Is it all right if I curse on here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see All right, just uh, double checking before I do it. I know that on different platforms, I cannot do that. Been here, done that. Nah, you can can say whatever you want. Awesome. Thank you. So, parlez-vous les français? Uh, (laughs) And excuse me. (laughs) A lot of these people have been saying, hey, fuck these sick people, fuck these old people, fuck these kids. It's not me, so fuck them all, you know? And that's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very wrong. It's... Yeah. You and I, we, we know different because uh, we have souls. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's been very disheartening to see that kind of attitude and just uh, people, you know, the amount of people and that, that, have, that that attitude in general has been really disheartening. Um, mm-hmm. really and uh, just to piggyback off, uh, sure, just man. to piggyback off of what you just said, um, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast uh, yesterday, and uh, he had some kind of CDC guy from the Disease Control Center on his right. show, oh, and the guy was saying cool. yes. <laughs> Right. Right now, it is affecting the elderly. It is affecting people with a low immune system. But we're in the we're just seeing the beginning stages of this whole thing. And, yeah, uh, you know, it does. Right. It, can, it gets worse. 
And if it's spread, spreading, people that are really healthy and have a strong immune system, just because it doesn't affect them now, there's no way to know, you know, how how it can get worse. Oh, sure. And uh, people should take it seriously. Oh, I yeah. And they're not. There are a lot of people that are not taking it seriously. Oh, it's just the media thing. Well, for once, I actually Which it is. CDC, dude, because uh, I've had my bouts of fights with CDC folks. Just because, you know, my condition being as rare as it is, right. we've had conferences and whatnot where we've had them as guest lecturers. And, you know, even as a kid, mm-hmm. like, you know, 16 years old, way back in my first one, I remember I was asking questions the guy couldn't answer, and he got mad, man. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've always had a little thing with them, but just because yeah. of those experiences. But I mean, for the most part, they're underfunded, understaffed, overworked, underpaid, and really not given enough credit mm-hmm. for what they do. Honestly, um, they don't. They really I don't. I think that if they were better funded and better staffed, then we would have a lot more shit under control, and this wouldn't be as big, you know, as big a problem as it has been. Uh, I don't think that it matters where mm-hmm. it originated. I think the the focus needs to be on, you know, finding what uh, what common ground there is in uh, in the virus that we can attack and get those cells to just degenerate or you know die off without obviously affecting anything good in mm-hmm. us, you know, which is difficult. But doable. We have antivirals out the wazoo. I know I was reading an article about uh, some doctor. I forget which country it was, but he decided to to mix. I think it was it was two different cures, but I forget what they were for. I think one of them was the flu, and then something else. Um, injected mm-hmm. the patient. The patient recovered, but it took time, and of course, the patient did get worse before they got better. But I mean, that's usually how that works. So. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. and there's people that have gotten better just on their own. So there's plenty of hope there and plenty of people working on it. Plenty of Oh, yeah. There are people that have recovered from it. There's also yeah. people that have recovered and, and then yeah. they, they've yeah, gotten it again. Um, I know I was reading one French yep. lady. I was just reading yeah. that one, too. <laughs> funny how we've been reading the same thing. So... Right. Um, there's just a lot of lot unknown information about it. As much as we do know, there's a lot of stuff that people don't oh, know yeah. about it yet. So it's going to, like you said, it's going to take some time for them to figure this thing out. I don't think they're going to figure it out in a couple of months. I think this this might be a whole year, a yearly thing where there, it, it might take a long time for them to figure out how to stop you know, this thing. Honestly, and yeah, just, uh, it could be it could be one of those things for the long run, which if people continue to panic as they are, it's going to be inter- interesting to see how things end up going uh, as far as businesses. Yeah, that's where it gets dangerous. People panic. Yeah, I mean, it's going to drive mm-hmm. up and drive down prices depending on what the things are. Uh, some businesses are going to have to close. Others are going to have to adapt, um, especially, you know, anybody in the service industry. Like, I've been reading a lot. I know that Walmart, Sam's Club, Lowe's, 
big companies like that are taking more precautions by cleaning more often, providing more uh, sanitizing options when you enter, <laughs> when you exit. Uh, they're actually cleaning every cart uh, after every use now. They have somebody dedicated just to that at some of them. Um, you know, uh, some places have even gone as far as to provide masks. And if you go to the hospital, I don't know if you've been since this has started. I just went the other day for two shots uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, mm-hmm. And the lady goes, hey, are you, you know, she stops me in the, lo- in the lobby of the elevators. And she goes, are you coughing or sneezing or, you know, do you have any drainage or you know, anything with bodily fluids or anything like that. And I was like, uh, no, and I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like, I, just, I understand where right. you're going with this, but no, I'm thankfully, I don't, I don't have any of those problems. She goes, oh, okay, good. Well, I just need you to sign here and you can take a mask if you'd like, but there's plenty of people that need them that are coughing. So if you don't need it, try not to take it. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to leave it there for the people that need it. You know, I figure if there's if they're stopping people, you know, when they go in, then if somebody's coughing, they're coughing into a mask. They're not going to be coughing in their face. So but it was interesting, you know, that they have that kind of protocol going. I know they're limiting the uh, amount of people that can visit people already there. They don't want, you know, children visiting as well. I was reading guidelines like that. I found it odd uh, that, I mean, not odd, but it was just, it's, well, I guess it's a little odd, the, the whole children thing. Like, you know, they can wear a mask and gloves too, but we all know kids are not going to keep the damn things on and they're going to touch everything they can. So, I mean, in that sense, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, they have a point. But there's plenty of people that don't. But at the same time, any same point. Yeah, don't you think? Can you hear me now? Hey. Yeah, that time I couldn't hear you that time. Yeah, I know. I could hear you, but yeah, so now I get what you were saying. Oh, shit. That's just yeah. a second invite. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. That was. Don't, yeah, don't click on the second one. That was me. But, uh, <laughs> but no, this travel van, uh, UK is not included, so they can still fly over, and that's legit, like, spitting distance. So anybody can travel from the rest of Europe to the UK and still get a flight here. So hmm. how effective is that really going to be? You know, that's what I was saying before we cut out. <laughs> so when he wow. said that, and thirty days, eh, thirty days is going to do nothing other than get you know people. I, I guess. Some people do, you know, with a little peace of mind, but other people are going to be like, well, okay, well, let's travel somewhere else. And then that place is going to end up screwed too. So that's another uh, segue back around to WrestleMania, back around to wrestling. Um, So that WrestleMania is less than 30 days away. 25 days, I think. Okay. So. I know, you know, they're supposed to make the announcement one way or another tomorrow. What do you think the announcement's going to be? You think they're going to cancel this thing, or do you think they're going to go forward with it? Since it's, uh, it's inside the travel ban. You know, uh, with the travel ban and 
and after reading everything, um, I don't know about canceling, but I think they're definitely going to postpone it. And it might be indefinitely even up until things mm-hmm. are, you know, in a better state. And I just read that an hour ago they finalized the, uh, the decision to hold SmackDown in the Performance Center this week. So they're going to move right. forward with that in the Performance Center, just like they did with NXT. Um, but as far as Mania, it's, it's I mean, it, it would be historic either way, but canceling it would be like uh, tantamount. I mean, we always call it the Super Bowl of wrestling, you know, so that'd be the mm-hmm. equivalent. It'd be the equivalent of canceling the Super Bowl. I just can't see it. I can see it being postponed. And like we've said previously, I can see them holding, you know, and doing something to entertain people and give people an escape. But like I've, you know, I've written down, um, you know, to you, I don't think that there's anybody with enough star power there to hold the attention of people in an empty arena and suspend all belief, like the days of Austin, The Rock, uh, Mick Foley, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> all the guys that did those days are over with. Historic Undertaker, even. I mean, he's still there. He might be the main attraction mm-hmm. if they do it that way. But up in age, and you know, it, I'll give you know what. As a matter of fact. With the exception of AJ Styles and The Undertaker, I don't see anybody that can hold an empty arena match right now on the rosters. Um, except, mm-hmm. I mean, if if we're talking NXT sign, for sure, Champa and our boy Johnny Wrestling, uh, the other one. <laughs> so right, you know, Gargano and Champa, I'm pretty sure could probably that arena down even if um taker you just made me think of something yeah what's up if they if they end up canceling wrestlemania you think they're going to end up canceling uh takeover too because it takes place that same week uh yeah i think they would have to honestly um especially wow yeah yeah absolutely i you know if they do one they're going to do the other for sure uh, just because, and then you gotta think about the Hall of Fame and all that. Everything that goes place that weekend, everything is gonna be affected. You know that week. Yeah. Uh, the Hall of Fame, they might yeah. be able to do that and just do it as a smaller deal. Like they wouldn't do it with a crowd other than talent. Yeah, that's true. But I, think you're right about that. They can still do the Hall of Fame, I guess. Yeah, they could definitely do that one. But uh, as far as live shows go, that's trickier. Way trickier. Especially with this, uh, well, it's now a global pandemic. So this pandemic that we have going on. And what do you do, like, all the Raws and Smackdowns, like, in between right now and WrestleMania? You cancel all of them? Do you have some of them? That's, that's like a good they, question, man. Is it like a week to week, day to day thing? I think that um, that might be part of the announcement tomorrow, but I think they're gonna have to play it by ear, honestly. 
if they don't end up canceling it yeah. or moving it all to the PC for the foreseeable future. Um, right. You know, I can see them testing talent if they're going to hold it at the PC on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. uh, my concern would be the crowd. I mean, you can't fit a huge crowd into the PC. I mean, I guess you could if you took a couple of the rings out and kind of rearranged things in a certain way, but that would be a lot of work for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is the company, the number one. So if anybody can pull that shit off, you know, it'd be them. It'd be interesting to see how it looks. I didn't get to see NXT tonight, so I didn't get to see if they had taken down rings or if they left everything in place, you know. So we'll definitely see. Well, like when they do, you know. I don't think they were in Florida tonight, I don't think. Uh, were they not? I read they were supposed to hold it at the. the I don't believe so. I, I thought I thought I seen somebody post that they were on a road tonight. I could be wrong about that. But I don't think they were at the performance center. Let's find out. That's the power of Google while we're on. You know. Yeah, look that up real quick because I don't believe they were. I think they were somewhere else. If they were, then that was. That was uh, something they changed. All right, let's see. Results are not going to help me. I need to know. 11 2020. Yeah. It looks like they held it at full cell again, like usual. Oh, they did? Okay, well, never mind then. Wait a minute. Nope, the March 11th, 2020 edition of NXT took place at the Performance Center in Orlando. Yep. Oh, so they did have it in Orlando. Yep. Hmm. Well, maybe they can... They could do multiple shows from there. They could do all... They could do Raw SmackDown and the NXT from Orlando. Now, that did give me an idea for the coming weeks. Um, as far as holding those events, I can see them doing multiple tapings just to have something in place on the coming weeks. You know, yeah, you you could do that too. You could do multiple tapings. So you, you absolutely could do that. There's only like three weeks between now and WrestleMania, so right, which will give you could time to rest, everybody time to figure shit out. Um, you know, that's 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 one route that they can take for sure. And it being in Florida, you have everybody on hand. You know, um, that, that probably would prevent a lot of injuries if they did that anyway. Oh, it, it absolutely would make the most sense in my mind. But that said, yeah. they don't always do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's true, too. That was one of the greater things about Impact back when it was Impact Wrestling. And I'm sure they still do it a certain way, too. But it was less days on the road, so you had more time for your body to heal, which a lot of people don't realize that they're not only out there on TV taping days, you know. We were out there pretty much six, five or six days out of the week, you know. Sometimes the <laughs> seven, and you'd finish one thing. And, you know, if you were lucky, you'd shower and get some food and you'd make your way to the next uh, event. And if you, you know, if you were lucky enough to be able to fly, great. Still pain in the butt. But 
for the most part, if you're in the U.S., you drove unless it was cross-country and you needed to be there within a certain amount of time. So, and that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the great things about AEW is their reduced schedule as well. Um, you know, and they got that Turner money, so that helps out tremendously for talent as well. Uh, <laughs> they only do, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, but they only do the... Uh... They do the, the TV show AW and where they have yeah. like one or two half shows a week. They don't do it every night. They don't run every no, night. AW has a very reduced schedule. That's why, why it's so appealing to talent. They get paid. They get to rest and see their families. And, you know, in the cases of somebody like Fred Baker, pursue their other profession, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody knows She's a doctor. Dentist. So... Yes, Britt Baker, yes. DMD, the, the, you know, the, the best-looking dentist I've ever seen in my life. That's going to get me in trouble later. Yeah, um, wow, buddy. <laughs> that is a good-looking woman. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. She's come such a long way, too, in the last couple months. Oh, yeah. Oh, that first promo she held with Siobhan. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for her. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I hope this gets better. And it has, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it... it I mean, I think that's Adam Cole, though. I think Adam's been helping her out, like at home and stuff. I think think he's too. Yeah, he's he's amazing on the mic. You can tell, like she's more she's much more comfortable on the mic than she was at first. I mean, that happens with time, and the more more you do it too. But I mean, like we said, they've got a much more reduced schedule, so absolutely, she had to have gotten help in one way or another. I know that uh, plenty of other folks uh, have taken acting classes just to get pointers on promos. I know that uh, in the case mm-hmm. of the performance center, they have full blown classes where, you know, and, and even on, uh, <laughs> they kind of poke fun out, on it, uh, on the uh, edit on WWE backstage on Fox. Oh, well, FS1. Mm-hmm. Um you know, with their promo school, which is usually Booker T, uh, which is amazing because I miss that man on the mic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I love Booker T on commentary. Oh my God, yes. On, on anything he does with a mic. I thought it was so good. Play. Everybody hated Booker T on commentary, but I loved him on commentary. I don't know why. He was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, shucky ducky, he's, quack, quack. He's so witty and funny. <laughs> Yeah, and he can pull out stupid shit like that. You know, he's 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 very intelligent, very funny. The guy is really one of the he's a very intelligent guy, underrated guy. And people don't understand like when he says like like really stupid shit. That's him being in his character. Oh, absolutely. He's a really intelligent guy. He's, yeah, yeah. I've met the man. He knows he's exactly what he's saying. You know. Yeah, I, I always thought he's very underrated. I. He's got to have an Go ahead. that's super up there. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. He's, you know, and he's one of the nicest cats out there, man. I mean, he'll take the time. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. He'll take the time out no matter where he is and, you know, give you his attention. Like real attention, not just like, mm-hmm. hey, let's take a quick photo. The man, if he has the time, will take the time, you know, actually have a conversation with you and he'll pay attention to you. You know, um, yeah, you know, a few months ago they were teasing Harlem Heat against the the revival, which I guess that's not you know yeah. that's not happening anymore. Well, 
I think that's that's. But uh, that was supposed to be one of the big WrestleMania matches. Yes, but I think uh, the revival are the ones that actually ruined that with the way they've been acting, trying to get out of their contract. Um, but that would have been. Yeah, they want to go to AEW so bad. Oh my god, yeah, they've been teasing it and, and just making a mess of things, and they were giving an, an opportunity that a lot of teams are not given, and they just wasted it. Um, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. They're great individual performers as well. And what we all do in that damn ring is not easy by a long shot. Uh, and they, you know, they're really good at it. Um, and they're mm-hmm. good on the mic, too. Um, they did the best they could with the comedy segments that they were given. Because they're supposed to be this serious tag team. And... Uh, I guess it was Vince or, you know, he usually finds the dumbest shit funny. So I'm guessing uh, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's out of touch. You know? uh, and then we, yeah, he's been at it for a while. And I think he's kind of just the hamster that used to run full speed has come to a crawl and is about to fall over. Um, but I mean, that you can't, you know what I think it happened? Done. Oh, go shoot. I think I think around like maybe like 2007, 2008 when they yeah. became more PG. Yeah, I was. Gonna that's say, when probably right after he did the you know get the F out campaign. I think is when he started to peter out. Yeah, even maybe so. You know, but I thought the ruthless aggression error was still pretty good though. Like you know, I've been watching when Benoit and Guerrero went on top. Oh my god, that was the best. Yes. I will give you that. Uh, you know, I miss those guys big time, both of them. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough to meet and be in the ring with those two and Angle learning. And I got the opportunity right. to, to introduce my father to Angle after Angle, you know, was in TNA, you know, Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. Short stint with them. And it was the best thing ever. And I remember my dad looking at him and going, I'm proud of you for all the stuff you've overcome. Because, you know, Angle had been through so much the substance abuse and the DUIs and, you know, just family. A broken freaking neck. Yeah, well, we can't discount mm-hmm. multiple broken freaking neck, you know, instances. Yeah. Which is what led to the substance abuse. You know, that and the fact that the man is still a machine. Uh, he can't go like he used to, but when back yeah, in the um, back days, man, like when he first arrived and headbutted Samoa Joe when Joe was like at his peak in that company, uh, that was an awesome moment, man. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite oh, TNA man. moments of all time. Yeah. Uh, his debut against uh, Samoa Joe with with Joe AJ, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Kazarian is another underrated performer that he's he's had some you know classics with. Oh yes, and Daniels of course, who's a mm-hmm. veteran that's been around forever and people don't give enough credit to. Um, you know, just because all those guys, including myself, are smaller, uh, you know, you have to bring more to the table. You have to have a personality. You have to have. I mean, look at Angle. He's an Olympic gold medalist for crying out loud. But he still had to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he said it before, whatever he was given, 
he made the best out of it. The shit with the cowboy hat and, you know, strumming the guitar and the, that awful god awful deal. He did an awful Yeah, that that's when he was uh when he was injured and he was still like putting on quality uh made that you know, shit. promos and segments, even when he was hurt. Him and Austin. Entertaining still. It was a terrible idea, but they made it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's that's yeah. talent that's very rare to find. Um, those are the, that's what they're that's missing nowadays. Um, and I'm not saying that they're, they're missing the it. freedom like they used to. I heard that Paul, you know, Heyman, and, yes, especially in WWE, started yeah. to kind of you know. Uh, getting Vince's ear and loosen the reins a bit for Raw and, uh, you know, let them things that are scripted. Yeah, you can see it in some guys. And, you know, guys that have experience, but like the newer guys, like mm-hmm. guys like Corbin on, you know, SmackDown, they push this guy, they like he's, you know, the next, mm-hmm. you know, Brock Lesnar or some shit. And I just don't see it with Corbin. I don't. Uh, maybe it's because he's doing the whole thing shtick. Yeah, you're not a uh, big Baron Corbin I've, guy. I've never been big on Corbin. Uh, maybe he'll surprise me because I know he's gotten the nod from the Undertaker backstage, and even Angle has praised him. I'm a little bigger on. I I like him. I like him a little better than I did a few years ago when he first uh, debuted. I was not in the Baron Corbin at all, so he's grown on me a little bit. But I don't oh, disagree with anything that you're saying. Sure. You can tell he's more comfortable, he, uh, which is super important. Like we were talking about with Britt Baker, uh, you know, they've 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 definitely come mm-hmm. a, a long way, especially on the microphone. But still, you can tell that you know Corbin's being scripted big yeah. time, uh, <laughs> and that's one of those things that when uh, mm-hmm. when Moxley or Ambrose, whatever you want to call the man, uh, <laughs> when he left. Uh, that mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things he talked about in the interviews, the exit interviews, and he's talked about it since as well, that he felt creatively stifled and like he couldn't be himself. He lost, you know, the love for the business because it just felt like he was going through the motions and they were handing him all this goofy shit. It was hokey and weird and, you know, mm-hmm. Vince wanted him to go out and do shit that was just super off the wall because you know that was his character and he kept saying no man like i'm not gonna do that like you know i'll I'll do the best i can with this stuff but he would definitely say i'm not doing that and he did you know like a lot of guys do he you know he did what he had to do during the contract kind of like when when angle was doing all that weird stuff (laughs) but you know angle made it entertaining too just like john you know, uh, he did with whatever he was given. Uh, but <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you can definitely see that now he's, you know, much more reinvigorated that he has the freedom of speech and creativity that was, you know, gone when he was with the WWE. You can see it when he's in Japan. You can see it on AEW. I mean, the man has his confidence, swagger, and just his overall happiness that I have not seen in him since, you know, his first days in NXT. And, or, or even back in the Indies, really. Uh, 
if we're really going to go back with it. And his wife, you know, Renee, in her interviews, he's even said that he's a different He's just happier, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I think that's important. That's, and that's, it's part of what made the Monday Night War so great is they had all that freedom to say what they wanted. And that's how you had those golden moments with Rock and Austin, who were gold on the you know, microphone. Uh, pros like Baker as well, who could say certain mm-hmm. things. And, oh my God, Paul Heyman. I mean, that guy on the microphone is God. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's amazing, yeah. Should go in the Hall of Fame by herself one day. Have their own wing. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. have talked about Brock not being able to talk and Heyman being there because of that. But Brock can talk. He's a motivated guy. Yeah, don't get he me started. Brock can talk, though. You know, you remember when they feuded? Yeah. A couple of years back? I mean, that yeah, yeah, amazing. I did. And, when, you know, when he had the CM Punk mm-hmm. thing, too, that was... Yeah. <laughs> There's another guy that was, you know, not given enough credit and whatnot, but... Uh, he, uh, you know, his, his. I really think that uh, Brock Lesnar, when he when he's motivated, he, uh, you know, he he loves pro pro wrestling. I really do think that. Oh, like, sure. um, I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but I think he really does. Like. When he uh, look at some of the matches that he's had the last couple years with Daniel oh, yeah. Bryan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor, when he's motivated, he 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 will go to that next level. But uh, Thing is, when he's not he's motivated, motivated yeah. you know he he just wants and to get his yeah, money and go home. Right? Even uh, you know, and I give Cena credit because he's I think gone the longest. Uh, what was it? SummerSlam, I think, was that God, mm-hmm. God awful yet awesome at the same time. Ridiculous display that they both put on, where John got suplexed so many times. I thought the man was gonna, you know, not walk out. Yeah, I think it was SummerSlam yeah, it was 2014. My, I think my, my cousin Stephanie got married because I remember we drove down to Florida for the wedding. And I made sure I didn't miss that pay per view. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that never. Yeah, it it was 2014 because it was the same year Brock in yeah. the street. It yeah. was that same year. Brock beat that the street was, at WrestleMania, and then him and Cena fought at SummerSlam. Legit moment of shock I think I've had in the entire history of my pro wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, fandom. Uh, as a performer, as a fan, you just never saw that coming. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I was in the Superdome that night. That, that happened. Freaking amazing! Yeah, a pin drop. I, I could have been there for that. Uh, Everybody I mean, was so shocked at that dude. Uh, we didn't know at first if yeah, the referee had screwed the count up, or if uh, we we're like, oh shit. Hmm. Or if The Undertaker, and still there's some speculation to this day if uh, the, the match was changed because Undertaker did get yes, a legit did. concussion yeah, that I night. That. So, but she seems to be punching 
But uh, supposedly it was the plan all along for Brock to break the streak. But who knows, really? Like the only three people that really know are Undertaker, Undertaker, Brock. Well, four people, I guess. Undertaker, Brock, Vince McMahon, and Paul. Those are the only four people that really know for sure. Well, that even if he, you know, didn't know, Mm -hmm. he'd never know, as he sells it so well. I mean, you saw his damn face. Yeah. What? You know that 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 face of shock. I don't know anybody that can really uh, tell a story better than that man right there. Uh... <laughs> but as great as great as that moment was, I still don't think they should ever oh, end the Undertaker streak. I think it should have just went on forever. I really do. With that streak intact, and I think that once they started doing that, they they went and started the slippery slope with them because look at what's happened since, you know. Um, they wanted to put Roman over. Yeah, I, I understand oh, yeah, they why they did that, it. You know, they wanted to keep but, uh, I don't being this monster that can conquer all. He's the conqueror after all. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's... Yeah. But then they, they wanted to put Roman over and how they want to do that other than shoving him down our throats for years, they put him in a match with Taker and had him go over Taker and be the second yeah. guy. <laughs> but see, I don't think it's done anything. It hasn't done anything for Brock. I mean, well, it hasn't done anything for Brock or Roman to, to exactly. it's only hurt the Undertaker, in my opinion. Need, I don't think they exactly need to do that. Hurt. That's where I was going, is this was not necessary because both those guys, I mean, they've, I mean, Brock, I mean, he solidified mm-hmm. that he's the badass when he went to the UFC, won the damn title, and, you know, had so many matches where he just whooped ass, <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and of course, yeah, he had his loss to Mir, too, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and Velasquez, but, uh, you know, uh, the man showed right. that he can actually go in a sport where it's, you know, it's actual combat, as they say, and not the, not the dog and pony show that they like to call wrestling, <laughs> which is an insult to anybody that's ever wrestled. But at the same time, we understand because, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it is a soap opera with acrobatics. So... <laughs> But uh, it's 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 a damn good soap opera, you know. Well, most of the time, anyway. There are some segments that are cringeworthy, uh, like the the Lana right. and Lashley thing. I don't. Oh my god, that thing was. I was like, it went on too long. Oh, man. My god. I think it's still going, isn't it? If I could get those those and those months back of my life <laughs> that yeah, I lost uh, watching that, <laughs> but you know they. Uh, and now Bobby Lashley probably does. He's not even going to have a WrestleMania match. I, I guess he's going to be in the I, Battle Royale. I guess Rusev if they too. do, well, if they have WrestleMania be now. again, I think it's because uh, yeah. Remember they they didn't get to do it at a certain point because they supposedly had a parking lot brawl. I know they've been building this shit up forever. Um, <laughs> you know, and then uh, who the hell is Lana going to be up against? Like, are they going to put her up against Liv again? I think Liv's got other plans, you know? So, uh, if 
the girls even have a match. I know that they were looking at different tag team matches and all this and that, but with Elimination Chamber having, you know, happened and everybody being squashed by Baszler, which is another thing that I thought was like, all right, well, you know, at least they gave Asuka kind of a chance. Because uh, <laughs> to squash Asuka right. after having her basically be the female Bill Goldberg in NXT and then rough for a minute and it, yeah, don't don't get me started it's on how they booked Oscar the last man. couple of years. Oh boy, has been <laughs> god awful. You remember Tajiri? Tajiri was a hell of a performer. And yeah, and the way they booked him was basically like a, a comical character, just like Funaki. If you remember Funaki, number one SmackDown announcer, Funaki. You know. <laughs> Uh, that was a guy, they, both these guys, actually, that could go, like, few people on this planet could go in that ring. Uh, any style. They could do strong style of Japanese. They could do the lucha style of Mexico. They, you know, they could do technical. They could do aerial. They could do it all. And just because of the nationality and the inability to speak English proper and well, which... Honestly, I mean, I think they both can. It's just that, you know, racism was a little bit more on the uh, evident side back in that day. Not that it isn't now, but for sure it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still We could do a whole other fucking episode yeah. on that alone, for sure. But uh, actually, but <laughs> I deal with that shit daily. Oh, yeah. You, do. yeah. you know how it is. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, at work today, oh, yeah. I had a lady go, oh, um, I want her to make my sandwich. I uh, I, I don't want you to. Yes, she did, man. And I, no, she didn't. It's not the first time. Really? Are you serious? Lady, dude. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so polite to them. Oh, too. my I'm God. Like, man, not a problem. Let me know if I can help you with anything. <laughs> Just keep in mind that it is the first day. She was she like an old lady? Uh, more than 50, I want to say. So she wasn't too old. I mean, you know, she wasn't that much older than us. But it's happened wow. multiple times, man. Um, and then I've had people get mad as well over, <laughs> like, you know, like they have this big complicated order or something. And then they get mad if you, mm -hmm. you know, are taking their order, working on their stuff. Happen to multitask, get the other person's order, which is one simple thing. It's probably plain or something, you know. And you move that down the line for somebody else to ring up, right? Because it's something fast. You just work through it, you know, to keep the line going and keep working on their order. You never stop working on their order, and they get mad that you help somebody else. Uh, <laughs> It's just people are, you know, it's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> I had one lady yeah. not too long ago. She, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was a co-worker of mine. She, she got treated pretty crappy. And it was hilarious because the lady goes, oh, I don't want to be served by that racist one. And I was like, uh, how is she racist? Like, I mean, all of us were minorities, right? So... <laughs> It's very confusing because she's talking about another black right. woman being racist towards her. And I'm like, uh, 
am I hearing you right? <laughs> you know, like, I saw the entire interaction, and there was zero indication yeah. of anything racist whatsoever. Like, it was the most polite interaction, honestly, I think I'd seen in that store in a while. <laughs> people are just, you know, trying to get free shit, I guess. Wow. And people are... People also, are ignorant. You know, just yeah. ignorant assholes sometimes. You know, so... Yeah, quite a lot of the time, my friend. Quite a lot of the time. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I mean, it it does seem like we're in the minority and the majority are ignorant assholes. That's how it it, it definitely seems that way sometimes. You know, uh, it's really hard to work with all these white people that think that uh, they don't have white privilege. Like, that's a whole other thing. You know, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. exactly. That's a whole nother episode. I'm like, uh, you have no idea how good you have it. And yeah. in these months like this, when I'm not out in the sun as much, like, yeah, I'm not as dark as I usually am, but I'm still mm-hmm. tan. Uh, <laughs> you know, the melanin's still there. It mm-hmm. doesn't go away. Uh, but people tend to treat me different yeah. and he notice it. You know, the darker I am, the worse. Mm. Oh, because they, they think, think sometimes white. they think they you're white. Sometimes, or you know, some shit happens or whatever, and their attitude takes a complete different turn, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell it's it's a lot of the people in the Trump yeah. twenty hats, you know, like. <laughs> And I, I treat them just the same as yeah. I do everyone with a smile, thank you, yes sir, yes ma'am. Because I've been doing, you know, I've been working with people my entire life. Since, you know, I was old enough to work, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to, you know, work with my grandfather at his car lot when I was really young, you know, young blood uh, mm-hmm. starting out. And then my first job was at a supermarket. Uh, first official one on paper and you know tax providing uh, <laughs> or tax paying both I guess but uh, so you know and then of course when you're performing you're working with people and so I mean I've always worked with people so you learn how to handle them and I've gotten really good at just being polite to the most impolite people but every now and then, my temper kicks in, and mm-hmm. I really, really want to say something. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that that Latino heat comes yeah. out. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's been been fun to have to hold my tongue some days. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so back to the wrestling. Uh, speaking of Latino heat. Yes. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. One thing I was gonna. Oh, I was what are you gonna say about Lentino Heat? Back to the days of ruthless aggression when Benoit and Eddie and Ray and Jericho and all those guys were on top. Oh yeah. And, uh, Angle included. You know, I mean that that was it was a mm-hmm. golden age for especially for guys like me were smaller and I know that Daniel Bryan feels the same and it was a huge battle for him to get to where he's at which opened the door for AJ Styles to be let back in 
Yeah, that's around the oh, time yeah, he started out. So, a lot of yeah. The, he started the out in early 2000. Uh, template that Vince and basically any other promoter that wasn't Japan or Mexico wanted was that big bodybuilder type. Like you had to be six foot whatever and weigh at least 250, you know, cut, uh, you know, be super cut, mm-hmm. be fit, you know, roided out or some shit. Uh, you couldn't just be technically sound mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a, a high flyer or a luchador or, or you know, well-versed in strong style, whatever. Uh, you had to have that ridiculous look, which, let's mm-hmm. be honest, is not natural for many people. Right. So, you know. Um, and, and, you know, I know plenty of people yeah. have done it the natural route, but I know plenty of other guys that have had to do some, you know, some performance enhancing ordeals in order to make it work. And I'm like, dude, aren't you worried about your health later on and shit? And this is stuff that you're going to think about more, especially when you deal with health issues mm-hmm. like you and I do. You know, you're like, really? You're going to risk it for that? But, hey, that, that was a template back then. Mm-hmm. So they'd down whatever they could, uh, you know, put in the work just like everybody else, but overdo it, end up in pain, which, you know, opened up the door to the whole uh, pain pill popping and, you know, all sorts yeah. of other things. So, but uh, by, by Brown. Yep. And uh, I and think then, Eddie's uh, death. Eddie's death and Christian Wise's death changed uh, a lot of that. Because you started seeing less guys that were built like a brick shit house and more guys that were pure talent, technical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, you, you started seeing guys like, let's use somebody current on top in WWE, uh, Seth freaking Rollins, right? Who I think is part Latino or Florida, right. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but the guy is not the tallest guy. Uh, yeah, because his okay. real name is Kobe yeah, Lopez. I, so I think he's a Latino. Wrong. Yeah, I looked up his bio. I know that I met him once in passing a long time ago, and uh, I think I think it was basically just a head nod at a handshake, mm-hmm. really, that type situation. <laughs> But, uh, you know, had I known yeah. then uh, what I know now, I would have at least said, hey. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's a guy that is into CrossFit and not the biggest guy, but he's shredded because of the CrossFit. He's got all this power, uh, you know, for stamina for sure. So, yeah. He can go out there, wrestle an hour, hour and a half, still not, you know, be as winded as some guys that get out there and are huge and blow up within five minutes, you know? Uh, a good example of like that, yeah. Well, I mean, he's old, uh, so, yeah, but as well as, 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 you know, his era as well was, he'd still be that way. He'd still be blown up. And he even says it in interviews. Like, his cardio has never been well, the best yeah. thing. He'd always go out there, squash somebody, and leave. You know, that was his thing. So, but uh, another example going further back was water. Yeah. Is that the problem, though? 
don't you think is that the problem though that uh to your point Vince McMahon always saw those big like roided oh. up guys as as stars and now that those guys you know with probably like the exception of uh Braun Strowman who's I don't think is roided know, up yeah, I think he's yeah, just he a big, big guy um those guys yeah. don't exist yeah. anymore so maybe Vince, when he yeah. looks at his like roster, like 98, yeah. 99%, he doesn't yeah. see them as starters. Look at how long it took, uh, look at how long it took like his own guy. And that's, I mean, and that's a guy with so right, much exactly. talent. Um, and it's a guy that he never mm-hmm. has gotten into trouble, really. Well, I think he might have suspended no, no, well, no, no scandal. I think just once, but it was like maybe once, days, you know. And uh, the reason he got snubbed, yeah. and I know that they used this in the storyline he had with Randy Orton, was because he had that you know altercation with Orton, and Orton went to Vince and was like, "Hey, man, like you know, this guy just." I can't work with him. You had to do something about him. And Vince was like, all right, whatever. Okay, you got a kid. You know? And then Randy goes and fucks up endless amounts of times. But because he was well protected and backstage politics, of course, come into play there. And he's got the look and his third generation. And mm-hmm. he was handpicked, you know? They gave him more chances than anybody Really, mm-hmm. uh, I think the only guy that's gotten more chances than him. Actually, I don't think anybody has. I think he's gotten more chances than Michaels even. Yeah, I think he's beaten. Probably him. not. Michaels had problems for a while yeah. there too, but he went away with the back injury, found God, uh, became born again, came back, started doing uh, things on, on his terms. Um, and he's been thrilled sense. Now he teaches at the Performance Center, helps run NXT, uh, which has been, you know, I think part of why that place runs as well as it does is because two of the best guys from the Attitude Era. And that's another small guy that made it at the time a big guy. So Shawn Michaels. So he Mm -hmm. opened the door for a lot of other guys, too. Uh, You know, like... uh, Yeah, he did. Oh my God! One of the yes. greatest performers uh, of all time. He had at WrestleMania with so many different people. Uh, our classics. So they were just instant mm-hmm. classics. Uh, and some of my favorite material yeah. was him and Jericho, and him and Taker. And, so, and then, of course, you know. I agree. I was just thinking that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Triple H, Paul, Levesque. If we want to get into it for reals. Uh, break some kayfabe there, but uh, Mr. Hickenbottom and Mr. Levesque, uh, those guys tore, I mean, they mm-hmm. tore up promos and matches, like guys probably will never do again. Um, and Mike, Michaels and Taker, that, that shit was yeah. amazing. I mean, if I was one to eat yes. popcorn often, uh, and while I was watching matches, I'd be on the edge of my seat with popcorn watching those matches <laughs> on repeat. 
but you know, I don't. So uh, even knowing the outcome of the matches, I'll mm-hmm. go back and I'll rewatch them every now and then because you you catch nuances over time. You know, the more you watch it, you catch these little things that they do yeah. that make it work so well. And if you're not familiar with the business enough, you don't catch these kinds of things. But, for, you know, people that have been watching it since they were five years old and who have been involved in it on both ends, then you pick up on a lot, you know? And you're like, damn, mm-hmm. he's good. <laughs> like, Holy shit. <laughs> uh, that's genius. Like, uh, I would have never thought to do that. You know, it's just a little thing. And I'm sure they teach all that at the PC now. You know, because, uh, I mean, if I wanted a teacher, uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anybody better than those guys. Michaels, Ankle, you know, all those types yeah. of guys. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, that guy, mm-hmm. I met him a couple times, and each time, Looking into that man's eyes, he's a nice guy and everything, but it, you see him as a fan, and you still turn into mush. Like you're like this guy will fuck me up. Yeah, yeah he's got this. He just has a presence about him. While he's talking, being the nicest human being on the planet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> you still get this sense of if he wanted to, he could end me like right now. Yeah, that probably also has to do with me being short mm-hmm. as shit and him being tall as hell. But <laughs> well, I think the only person that's come close to having that kind of uh, aura or presence mm-hmm. uh, here lately is Bray Wyatt. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, and the way that 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 uh. I'm not even talking about the fiend. I'm I'm talking about like early Bray Wyatt. I still go back and watch and like Bray Wyatt from like three or four years ago. Um, yeah, and uh, that whole character and the way that uh he's cultivated it, you know, when he is amazing. My thing, not the funhouse. I'm talking. You're talking about. When people was phones and going with it, I right, right, I know what you mean. Genius, dude. I thought, okay, once that happened, and he started, yeah, you know, doing. I got the whole world in my hands, you know, and people would sing along, chant. I said, this guy is fucking mm-hmm. funny. This guy has the kind of hold with the audience, the connection that. Fucking money. Yeah, absolutely. In the way yes. he connected That's to, guy that to I would people. Like to see have a dream match with, you know, with Dwayne, with Rock. Would be Bray for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would have been good. Now that, done that. You know, Dwayne's big money Hollywood, um, uh, every contract he does for most movies prohibits him from doing anything physical because he may get injured, which affects his project. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think he's gonna have a match with Roman Maybe Reigns though, because they're right? they're kind of setting that up for next yeah, year in L.A. Uh, Hollywood. I would. They've I would been teasing that both of them. Because for as much so as I think that, Roman gets, Roman's I think good. that's the next as one we we'll see. As he gets, he's really good, and mm-hmm. you know, people. He's really good just because he was. You know, 
given so much so early and kind of force-fed to us, people have given him more of a bad rap than he deserves. I think he mm-hmm. deserves that top spot, you know. Uh, he's earned it. He's been through enough. I mean, shit, the man went through leukemia twice, uh, <laughs> you know, and beat that shit. So that, that alone yeah, makes him super worthy of my respect, for sure. Uh, I had uh, a lot of respect for him before I knew that. Yep. Before that was made public. But then when I found out about that, I had even more respect for him because he's like us. He's like me. He's like you too. To where, you know, he doesn't he doesn't uh, rely on his uh, disability. And most people that saw him didn't even know he He had... Well, nobody did. Except, I guess, you know, obviously he probably had to disclose it to Vance and a couple other people, but it wasn't like well-known information. And the fact that he just went out and worked and, you know, and the whole time, Frank, you know, he was being booed by everybody. And getting all this hate, and at any time he could have mentioned yeah, that he, he had leukemia, and he never did. For all it's worth, for a baby face turn, and he never did. Yeah, he could have melted. Was, he, you know, he came out and disclosed it when he absolutely had to, and go away, do what he had to do, what's best for him and his family. Right. And then he was fortunate enough to be able to come back. He thanked everybody, and with the exception of. Mm-hmm. Promos, which Vince, like that's one of the things that Moxley was talking about, was that Vince wanted him to say some really, really rude shit about it, mm-hmm. just like obscene stuff. Like, like he yeah, said, I'm glad he stood up for the friend. Though the interview, I think it was on Talk Is Jericho. He said that he read it and he's he went, "There's no way in mm-hmm. hell I'm saying that. Never." <laughs> yeah. And and then the line that he did say was something about God doesn't something, like yeah. Roman either or something was, like that. He didn't want to say it on air and uh, it on podcast. Yeah, he'd say it to Chris later on, and then I right. know Chris gave like a little insert. But I remember it was so bad mm-hmm. that I remember thinking to myself, like Jesus Christ, this is this is almost as bad as his feud with God. You know, like yeah, it's it's it was actually worse. But oh, that was horrible. That, that that was the whole thing yeah. where I was like, yeah, the old man's definitely for sure lost his shit. You know, I don't I don't know what the yeah. hell he was thinking with that one, but I mean, he is who he is, and he is what he can do. Which is anything. I don't wrong. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes Vince, he's just. He's just out of touch. He really should step down I mean, and let Triple H handle it. Well, the creative side of things, I think. On some of it, but but uh, I don't think he's, he's going to step down. He's still on everything. So, but you can see that he's loosened the reins mm-hmm. now that he's got his XFL again. And he's got so yeah. many damn you know, shows that he's got to cover. But he still wants final say on everything. And to me, that's that's crazy. I think though he only needs 
He only needs Paul on Raw and Bruce Pritchard on SmackDown, and then he should get rid of all these writers. Because that's one thing why it, that makes AEW, in my opinion, is superior to WWE. And I don't mean NXT, but I think a lot of times AEW is better than NXT. Oh, no, I agree. That's not a knock on NXT or the fact that I'm not criticizing NXT, AEW's but on Wednesday show. nights. Um, whether I watch it live or whether I report it, exactly. I watch they AEW it, first. Right. Then I'll go back and, and watch it. Very AEW. rarely have I seen a match on AEW where I've gone, yeah. you know what? Let me take a look real quick and see what's going on on NXT. And, and like, sometimes, uh, you know, right. like, if it's a boring ass, and I don't want to say this and get catch flack for it later, but there are some women's matches that have been duds. Um, you know, they yeah, yeah, they can do yeah, better. Yeah, we agree. I'll say um, the same thing. They need to, yeah, if they want to keep this whole equality shit going that they've got going as far as the wrestling goes for time and all that. Now, they, you know, they beat the hell out of each other, they want to be in, in matches mm-hmm. like you know, cage matches, Hell in a Cell, First Blood, DLC, uh, Elimination Chamber, uh, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the hell they want to do fine, let them do it. But you got to know how to wrestle and hold attention of people <laughs> in the first place before you get all that. Um, so, you know, occasionally I've switched over and seen mm-hmm. guys like Keith Lee that are just gold, man. And you can't, you can't turn away from that guy. Yeah, it's he really me. will hold your attention and is murdering it right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's a world champion, future that world champion for you know, sure. Where, where he stood in the ring with Roman and all those other guys during the Royal Rumble, I thought that was really cool and indicative of what's to come down the line. Because, I... well, you know, Brock put him over uh, just oh by God, like yeah. Brock's reaction to him awesome. as he was coming was... down the aisle. That put him over more than any match that he could have had on the main roster. The fact that Brock, you yeah, know, he was, was a big so guy. He's, uh, and he was like... Being a match down the yeah. line where Brock will care about it, You know? Um, mm-hmm. And can you imagine oh, yeah. the promos that Keith can have with Paul? <laughs> I am looking oh, forward yeah. to that. That would be good too. Keith is great yeah. on the mic. And even more so in that ring, he reminds me of early day Samoa Joe in the ring. He's so versatile. He's willing to take the risk. Yeah. He's willing to do whatever. And Joe mm-hmm. still is a hell of a performer. But I've noticed because he's older, perhaps is a reason why, but he's getting injured more often, you know? And having. Yeah, he doesn't seem as intense as he used to be either, even when he's not injured. He began with it in NXT, and then it kind of like fizzled out, man, Um, which is sad because Joe is a hell of a performer. Like, he could be the top guy for a long time if he needed to be. Um, And him and AJ carried. Yeah, I think um, he had a good feud with Jeff Hardy. But they had done plenty of. Uh, in uh, impact yeah. as well. 
So now, now, oh, and speaking of Jeff, he yeah, should be that's returning true too. Now. I think actually his first match back might be this Friday mm-hmm. if things are still going according to plan. Um, yeah, but. It's going to be interesting to see the direction that he yeah. goes in as a character now that he's going to be a singles competitor again. Uh, because he did some really cool shit when he was with Impact, even though he was, you know, still battling his demons then, too. That's another guy that has given plenty of chances. Um, him and Matt both. But Matt, you know, he's got his shit together now. He's doing his, you know, if he does his broken gimmick, yeah, I think they made a huge mistake by letting Matt go, though. More freedom to do what he wanted. And um, that's no, all he wanted, too. He didn't want more money. He he thought that the deal they offered him was very good. He just wanted more creative control, and, and they wouldn't give it to him. Like when he first came back, too, I remember him saying, you know, again, I think it was Talk is Jericho. Uh, <laughs> that uh, he fully expected after them helping him with all the legal battles he had with, you know, Impact and the Carters for, because at the time they still, you know, were top dogs with Impact, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for the, the rights to the mm-hmm. uh, gimmick and any copyright stuff, because in reality, the mm-hmm. creator was Matt, not DNA Creative or Impact or whatever. Well, it was called at the time because they've changed names so right. many times. It's not even funny. Um, you know. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't even know what they go by now currently because I haven't seen the product in a while. I've, I think I they're still called. Uh, they're still called Impact. <laughs> I remember I that for a while there. Um, I, I was getting checks from Direct yeah. Auto. <laughs> Yeah, what I was gonna say earlier um, is Impact should it should be where AEW is now, but the way they messed up was they tried to be yeah. too much like WWE. In the way I think AEW yeah. is succeeding, yeah, is they're not they're trying they're to do their own to thing. Well, Impact was doing that at first; they were trying to do their own thing. Being a startup and actually. They, home-growing talent. Yeah. You had guys like, and a lot of people don't understand this or don't know it, AJ had wrestled for WWE and Vince Fryer. He'd wrestled for WCW Fryer. But mm-hmm. he was... Yeah, he was in WCW, guy. right. So they snubbed him. You know? And Vince didn't want mm-hmm. to pay X amount of dollars to anybody that size at that time, or have he didn't think he'd you know be a top earner. Look at him now, one of the top merchandise sellers and best wrestlers, yeah, not just in the company, in the world, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you go back and look at that that roster from 2006, 2007. You got Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Kazarian, oh my God, Daniel, Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal. I think when when Hogan came in is, is it, when things started to go south for Impact. Honestly, uh, just like right, so they started to put the spotlight yeah. on Nash and Hogan and. Instead of you know the older guy, which yeah, they were trying to put them over yeah. in a way, 
but they were giving so much TV time and focus to the older guard that a lot of, you know, us younger talent got snubbed. Dude, they even have the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks were Generation Me. They were there. Uh, Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, they had all these, they had every... Every major star that's popular now. Not even, well, Sting, I think, was the oldest out of the older guys that I really enjoyed seeing, meeting, and being able to do stuff with. Uh, Right. He was amazing. Uh, You can tell that the man is 